Blog Talk Radio. Florence of We're back in the studio again for, uh, I believe, I want to say three weeks. Uh, I, how long has it been? Uh, it's been a while. It has, because we, really we had spring break, which we missed a lot of stuff because we were gone. Both of us were celebrating Easter last week. I'll be gone next week, going back to the hollow grounds of Texas Motor Speedway. I wouldn't say that. It's a wonderful facility. With great people. Once again, this is uh, FNAC Radio on blogtalkradio.com, sponsored by the ReadyU program of Procter & Gamble. For college students, a resource that provides content, experiences, and solutions needed to look and feel good, excel socially, and get a job to save you money. Make sure to visit the ReadyU Facebook page and show your support, as we certainly did. Absolutely. As in two weeks, or possibly next week, we will officially be back to our hour-long show of... Uh, sports and music, as there's only a 30-minute show once again this week. So let's get right to it. Final four is this week. Actually, no, first thing I want to talk about is um, here on this campus at American University, Jeff Jones, 13 years as head coach, officially left yesterday or announced that he's going to Newport News to coach the Old Dominion Monarchs. I Newport News? I think so. I kind of sworn it was Richmond. Or, um, I don't know where it is. Or, in, or I think it's in Virginia Beach, actually. I... Is it? Oh, it is in Norfolk. Oh, wow! It's in yeah, it's in Norfolk. So yeah, going to wow. coach, going to coach Old Dominion, and for many it was it was a shock on the campus of American University. For us, though, we pretty much knew had a rumor about it back in like January, when um, it goes someone you were saying today, unless someone at CBS tweeted about it, just as a, a syndicated rumor, he's one of the top candidates because Old Dominion was just garbage. Last year, yeah, they were they really they really did. It was a disaster. They did beat Virginia though. They only had a few wins, but one of them was against Virginia. No, oh, jeez. They almost made the tournament. But um, yeah, there were a lot of rumors that he was one of the top candidates for this job. I'm not surprised. He's done. You know, I know you're not the biggest fan, but he has been very successful in America and a program that's got like no history. Went through the first two finals. Uh, I would say no history. We we almost won't miss the NIT. Okay. We got an All-American. Okay. And Gary Williams is the coach. So. And Ed Tapscott. We did Ed Tapscott. That is true. Never been to the tournament before. And, and you know, it took us twice. And we had teams on the ropes twice. That is true. Uh, so so there, I, 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 just to pardon me, but Very good. I do think it's also a good time to for him to leave as well. It wasn't a great year. And I think he's realized 
maybe he's taking this program as far as it's going to go. You know, small school. Uh, not the not, best conference. Not a great, not a great conference. You know, it's getting better. Uh, but like you know, the fan support. What fan support? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Us. But, uh, yeah, so but I, I think a good hire for Richmond, or not not Richmond, Old Dominion. He deals at Richmond. That's that's right. That's where I was thinking. So also apparently, uh, in some of the leaks were that uh, chairman of the, on the on the visitors board, uh, D. Gilmore, mother of uh, Brian Gilmore, who was on the two the two thousand eighteen that went to the tournament. Uh, good friend Amanda Zimmer of a. Uh, Comcast uh, Sports Washington, D.C., was saying that's one of the big reasons why. As a David Teal of the Daily Press in Newport was originally the guy that broke the story. So uh, kudos to him rather than Eric Saltzman. <laughs> Eric Saltzman is a hero. So, uh, Legends of, of Jeff Jones, as much as I don't like him, I'll get to the reasons why, because I'll give the positives first. Leading our program to two NCAA tournament berths in the last decade is great. Almost winning those two games, actually. Almost being Tennessee, almost being Villanova. I had multiple players go pro in Europe, and uh, Derek Mercer, who was an honorable mention on the uh, All American uh, list, I, I guess in 2008 is when he graduated. And uh, just recently, AU was celebrating its fifth anniversary for getting back to the tournament. That's right. The thing that I don't like about it is 13, 13 years and only two tournament berths in a fairly weak conference, in a city where we could pretty much just recruit the second-rate guys of Virginia. Second-rate, more like third-rate. I GW probably gets the second-rate guy. Yeah, uh, at least the Virginia-Maryland area. Pretty basketball pipeline for recruiting players. Yeah. Never really took full advantage of that because Jeff Jones got a lot of transfers. Especially that I've been here, our leading scorer every year, except the exception of this year, was a transfer. At Vlad Mulvaney, came from George Mason. Troy Brewer and Charles Hinkle both came from Georgia and Vanderbilt. And then next year, essentially it would be Darius Gardner who came from Stephen F. Austin. So never a great recruit person. And, of course, uh, guys like Josh Paul are saying you never went out and physically recruited a player. All always had his assistants do it, like, like your boy Eddie Jackson. The legend so, should get the new job. Then at the same time, in a, in a, in a say in a, in a week in a small school week conference, 212 and 182 records in 13 years doesn't really say you're a great coach. Yeah. Because that's like almost a, a 500 win percentage. Yeah. I mean, I have a better record coaching the club team. Yeah, but that, our competition not, not exactly compatible. Exactly. Not exactly compatible. Just, just for the fact that he was two-time NCAA uh, page of the coach of the year, I think in 2000. Uh, Eight or 2007, but that's it. Not not a lot of great things that happened. Never, you know, we didn't have like we didn't have a great tournament run like Lehigh did last year, or except with the exception of Mercer, no other exceptional players like Mike Muscala this year. Well, I give a shout out to him. Uh, he was an honorable mention of the All American playing today in Atlanta in the Reese's College All Star Game. Oh, that's right. So uh, tune in to it's on True TV. Yes, sir. Tune into that to see uh, Patriot League's own Mike Muscala. And now him and C.J. McCollum projected to go first and second round in the, the NBA draft. But uh, times are changing here. You've got a new athletic director, a new head coach in men's basketball. Uh, you're coaching Carousel on the blog. 
There's a bunch of guys going different places. As always. Uh, who's your uh, winners and losers from bflow360.com? Thus far. Um, so I saw Chris Collins is going to Northwestern. Yep. That has got to be, that is a fan. I think that's the best hire thus far. And he, I came out of nowhere, too, because before he'd always deny, because I remember it was, a, it was a, big, a big surprise when Johnny Dawkins went to Stanford. Yeah. And now Coach K is losing another assistant. Somebody that's been on his staff pretty much through the 90s and above. Yeah. Um, I yeah, he's been an assistant to Coach K for 13 years. Like Kieran Donahue to Jay Jones. Yeah. But we don't know if he might go to ODU. With I, he may. You never know. Who knows? Maybe he'll get this job. Who knows? How old is Kieran Donahue? That be in his 40s or 50s. In his 40s? He has to be, yeah. Ninety-seven. He was a grad assistant under Jeff Jones when he was at Virginia, which is great. Cause that's another reason why he went also because he has his family in Virginia, and that's yeah. He'll have that recruiting. It'd be great though because he'll be in great recruiting battles because ODU is now in the Conference USA. So now you're fighting with VCU and George Mason. Well, he graduated Virginia in 1997, so he's. Probably 30, I would say 38. Close, almost over the hill. But now you have, now you have that Virginia is going to be wild because you have obviously VTech and UVA in the What's ACC. What's the high school in New York City? Oh, I'm sorry. And then you have Mason and VCU fighting in the Atlantic 10. ODU in the conference USA. We play teams like Memphis, Houston. I think UTEP, or are they going to the, the, the American no, Athletic? No, Memphis will be in the American Athletic Conference. They you in that. We fit that we fit that name so well. The AAC, the American. That's the new Biggie, the old yeah, Biggie. It's the old Biggie. Because the Catholic Seven is keeping the Biggie's name. Yes, sir, it should. But yeah, so Chris Collins is uh, who's the other good hire? Yeah, Your boy from the D League is coaching now. Uh, I don't know why you call my boy. I mean, everyone knows who Reggie Theus is. Very good hire. Uh, we well, last coach in college. It has been a while since he last coached in college, but he was very successful at New Mexico State program, which has always just been mess. So, and he's a big name; people know who he is. That's what AU needs and to do. And he was a, a legend in uh, Illinois coming up. So, get hired for Cal State Northridge. That's a tremendous hire. Tubby Smith, Tubby Smith at Texas Tech. Very good hire. I like that as well. Tubby Smith, you know what? He gets a lot of hate, and I don't know why Minnesota fired him because, I mean. They did well this year. He, he, I mean, it won't, they were disappointing. They were, they were expected to do better. They were ranked, like, high at the start of the year. And, but, like, he's always, always would slide during the end of the season. But here's the thing with Minnesota. It's not exactly a great program. They were in the best conference this year, too. And he had a very good, you know, tenure. He wins everywhere he goes. So that was I thought for Texas Tech to get a guy like him after the Philly Gillespie fiasco. Uh, I think that was coverage of that. That was a great, great, uh, very good hire as well. So I'll give you a little under the radar hire: Matthew Graves, South Alabama, longtime assistant at Butler under Brad Stevens, thought to be one of the top mid-major assistants. Very young um, and a tremendous hire for South Alabama. They made, they didn't pick they didn't the finals this year of the uh, the SWAC. Uh, that fantastic. That Alabama, I think they may be the Sun Belt. That fantastic game we watched. That was just a garbage last ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me some of the things I'm looking forward to because 
he's one of the big name coach, and the Big Twelve is probably going to get better next year. KU will be good. K State Bruce Weber in his second year, and then you have is Baylor Baylor win the NIT yesterday? Uh, I don't know who won the NIT. They were in the finals against Iowa. I was gonna say if they win the NIT, then Baylor, then you know, Scott Drew, and Baylor. Yeah, uh, Baylor won seventy-four fifty-four yesterday. NIT champions. So you know, the NIT champions if Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, and uh, Fred Hoiberg, who's done very well with that team. The only exception I say is Texas because Rick Barnes needs to go. Yeah, Rick Barnes is a joke. But uh, you have t- it's a night they have Bob Huggins of the West Virginia. So and that night bring Tubby Smith. And Texas Tech has not been back to the tournament since the great Bob Knight was there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you do for recruiting because there's pretty much nothing up there in Lubbock. But needless to say, the, uh, it is, uh, Texas Tech is the most, or at least in college football, of the FBS is the most isolated school in the country. In terms of what? In terms of, in terms of being far away from any other school. As far as away from anything else. What would be the what would be the most would be Washington State, but actually uh ironically it's actually the closest because it's only nine miles from uh U Idaho. But if Idaho wasn't there then they would be the most isolated school. That's fantastic. So uh and also um another big hire. Two that we we uh were questionable yet good and bad mixed feelings is um Alfred U C L A yeah. And Andy Enfield to USC. Potential battle LA yeah. to see where those two programs go with two, co- with two new coaches. I like the Enfield Ohio more. I really do. I think that, I mean, it definitely comes with a lot of risk. The only coach for two years doesn't have a, doesn't really have any ties to LA, which, you know, big, a, a, big AAU action. But also, well, he did recruit Michael Snare from L.A. to Florida State when he was a longtime assistant out there. Well, he scored for Florida State this year. Uh, yes, uh, they're uh, the great Leonard Hamilton. But he will bring a, an exciting style of play. You know what he's going to do. He's got NBA experience. He's got the gorgeous wife, so he fits in with USC perfectly. Um, and, he's, and he's got a clear contrast now with Steve Alford, who is a good coach. He can recruit. He did great work in New Mexico, and he's done. He's won everywhere he's gone, but he doesn't play a fast style. It's, it's kind of a slower style like Ben Allen, and also he's not. He's only had in his career one NCAA tournament win. Like his team's historically underachieved in the tournament, so which makes me want to think: Could this be another Steve uh, Steve Lavin, who was for years only able to get UCLA talented UCLA teams because he could recruit really well. To the Sweet 16, I mean, Lavin wasn't a good coach. But he's doing, he's done, doing solid work at St. John's, by the way. I was wrong in that hire. Jaron Berman's Johnny. I don't know why I mentioned Jaron Berman at all. But anyway, so, uh, but he couldn't get past the Sweet 16 day for his first right. year after, um, uh, who was the previous coach, won the title that one year. Anyways, irrelevant. So, I really like the NBA. He was after Wooden, wasn't he? Uh, I did not think Jim Herrick was after Wood. And Lavin came after? Yeah, it was then Lavin and then Howland. Yeah, looking forward to see a Battle of L.A. And Great film. Did you ever see it? I never saw it. I heard it was no. garbage. Where is it where is it? you go from here? Do we do high school coach, NBA assistant, 
not a terrible idea to do a high school coach. That's what Jackson State did out in Mississippi. They, uh, I have a job, not, you know, not sure. But getting a, a high school coach is always a risk, but you know they'll be able to, to recruit because they know a lot well, of great, I mean, great high schools in D.C. So I don't know if they that good, they Yeah. Uh, maybe try and pull another Jeff Jones, find a coach that's been, you know, a little down. And Who would that be? Frank Martin. No. Not what? No, I'm just kidding. He got, he's already at what, South Carolina. Yeah, you never was down. Yeah. He went on, he went on his own. Because Kansas State didn't want to pay him. Yeah. I couldn't think of, I can't think of a coach. That's I, I have no idea. Who Saunders? No. He didn't want the Minnesota job. Why would he want AU? Or uh, oh. who's, the, who's the NBA? Who's the, who's the NBA coaches in ESPN Studios? They're not going to do it. Why would they leave whoever? Bruce Weber at K-State. I know. Um, Bruce Pearl? Bruce Pearl. The only thing with Bruce Pearl is that if you hire him, you have to, you have to, you have the, uh, I think it's called show calls penalties. Yeah. Penalties are going to fall on him wherever he goes, at least for like five or ten years. But, I mean, if you're willing to take that risk, I don't think it would necessarily be a bad idea because the guy is a hell of a coach. Seth Greenberg? Oh, jeez. He's a good coach. He's a solid coach. Let's go back to the, the one in the NIT with them. Yeah, he's a solid coach. I'm looking forward to it. Now, now, now we have a new AD. Where, that is Brouch's first hire. Yeah. So who knows? Where where they go from here? I'd, I'd love to hear from some of the other basketball guys later before we uh, leave for summer break. Yeah. See what their thoughts are on our new coach. You know who we hope I don't we get? I hope we don't get uh, Mike Rice. From Rutgers, oh, which is an absolute mess. Right. Uh, AU's own Austin Carroll actually was in some of those films. Was he really? Because that's why he. That's originally why he transferred to AU to uh, leave all that chaos. And uh, yeah, that's just a disaster. Just Google it. Need I say more? But the Final Four is this weekend. Well, we've got 20 minutes of the Final Four. Wichita State big surprise. Take on Louisville. We say let's get drummed out of the water. I think they will. I mean, Wichita State. I mean, this Louisville team has just been unbelievable. Yeah. Save for Oregon late, when Oregon late made it a bit of a game, they've had they've been rolling teams for a while, and this Wichita State team, I mean, they've been really good, but I don't know. I'm not seeing them being like a Butler was a few years ago when they were able to get you know be several team that break through because usually the several teams get to the Final Four like with George Mason they lose in the first game. So I think the Wichita. They pull it off. I wouldn't be surprised. I think they could, but I think well, I think, think Louisville's going to win. I, I, you know what my prediction will be? We'll give you this: yes. a closer game than expected going into half. Because Louisville is not a great first half team, but they kick ass. They grind it out. The they are awesome. If they do, again, I'm very surprised. Really because just days before, Duke, you know, pretty much handled Michigan State. To an extent, it had like a 15-point cushion. Ugly game. Yeah. But, yeah, shout out to my boy Patino. Will he wear a tie on Saturday? I have no idea. But um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Wichita State wins because Louis, I can see Louisville going into this game not taking it seriously because they're a nine seed. Because Wichita State has indeed beat Gonzaga, who's the one seed in their, in their region, beat Ohio State, who many are having going to the Final Four. Uh-huh. So they have, uh, who is it? 
Hall and Early down low, and then Armistead transferred from Oregon, who's their point guard, yes. who took it to Aaron Kraft in the Elite Eight. Yeah, he did. So, exactly, because the only time I'd ever seen Wichita State play on television before the tournament, I believe it was when they got upset by you and I, or Indiana State, one of those two games. It was a home loss, and I was like, ah, because team, that team was 19th in the country at the time. And I was like, eh, don't really know too much about Wichita State, knowing that I wouldn't be surprised if they made a run. When they begin that, I was like, okay, this team's for real. Uh-huh. Then we go to the other side, where it's, I think it's going to be the most exciting game, one of the most exciting games, let's say Kansas-Michigan so far. Yeah. Well, the most yeah, exciting well, game of the tournament. That finish was all. Awesome. But, uh, so now Trey Burke, uh, Central National Player of the Year takes on. No, he is National Player. Of the he year. was good. We said on this show he would win. But now initially I was like I was on Oladipo. I was still kind of feeling that, but then I realized, all right, what am I talking about? And then Burke was unbelievable <laughs> against Kansas, so maybe yeah. I could get more on again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, many were saying Doug McDermott. I I'd be down with Doug McDermott. But shout out to Trey Burke now takes on. What about Mike Muscala? His honorable mention of the All-American. That's the third time in the last, like, five years that a Patriot League player has been named All-American. Good. Is it McCollum? It was preseason this year. Muscala was on uh, this year. McCollum was last year. Derek Mercer was, two like, three years ago. Mercer. Darius Garner needs to be on it next year. Back up. Hashtag Pee Wee Gardner. What do I want foot? Uh, so we're gone next year. That is true. I'm going to join the club team, though. I'd love to have them. <laughs> but uh, Syracuse, Michigan, 2-3 zone against a team that's been red hot, blew the doors off Florida. Absolutely, they did. In uh, Jerry World. Many are saying that, though, Jim Beheim's team has their defense clicking at the right time. Oh, that 2-3 that zone has been awesome. They have been great. Great to watch. They, they, I think it was CBS that was in the studio, and they were showing how they're like they're moving all over the place. That two-three zone is good, but you got to have an offense that is athletic that can do it all. And Michigan State, with how they're playing, Michigan, pardon me, Michigan, with how they're playing, I think they can beat the two-three. Because yeah, it will be tough. And actually, you know what? I'm going to take Michigan. It has to be either because it has to be their post players that carry them because yeah. their three-point shooting. With, I don't know the white guy. What's his last name? Falkowskis or? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Him, Hardaway, and Burke. Yeah. If, if that's the thing. Three guys. Robinson as well. You can hit the If one of those guys are cold, then, you know, since the center of the 2 3 zone wants them to do. Yeah. Because the issue is that their inside game has to be good. But McGarity, but you're hot. McGarry. Yeah, McGarry, you're hot on that guy. Oh, he's been awesome. He's been really well in the tournament. Uh, son of the big dog. Then Robinson the third. Yes. Going against like CJ Fair and uh what's his name? Deontay Christmas or whatever. Yeah, Michael Carter Williams in the mix. So who do you have in the finals? Fab Mello. That's in the NBA. But I think he is with Boston. Celtics, yeah. He's D League. He's in the D League. Oh, there's nothing wrong with the D League. No, because that's where like the D League. So that's where what's his face is from. The D League is good. The D League should be uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to go on a rant on the D League. I could. Was that next week? Big performance the D League. But I like. I, I think it could be a Louisville Michigan final. Really? Yeah. With Louisville winning it all. You know what? I'm going to say Michigan wins it all. I can see. I that. think. I think Louisville. The thing that they have not played close games really at all 
save for the Oregon game late, I think that will hurt them. I think Michigan, think Michigan, John Beeline and crew, I think right now they're my pick to win it all. I can see that. I think whoever wins the Syracuse-Michigan game will win it. Just because even if Syracuse plays a rematch with the Louisville, yeah. most of the teams we've seen this year play rematches usually win. And if Michigan wins, yeah, they'll have so much, so much confidence going into that final game, knowing that no team can... It depends if Michigan wins big. Because if Michigan wins barely by Syracuse, you have to say Louisville will win. Yeah. But if, if Michigan could do what they did against Florida and do what they did essentially against Kansas down with 12 points with, like, 10, like 20 seconds left or whatever, uh-huh. ridiculous. I can see Michigan winning. Fantastic. Absolutely. Final minutes of the show, baseball opening day, your thoughts. Uh, should we be anticipating an exciting baseball year, or is it something where I won't be interested until, like, September? Well, that will probably be the case regardless of what I say. Exactly. But I think this is going to be an excellent baseball year. Got up to a great start. Uh, great start for the Nationals down, down the road. Exactly. Shout out to Bryce Harper. That guy is going to be a star. He's and he was, he, was, he was solid last year, considering the fact that he was 19. And he was younger than we are. Unbelievable down the stretch. Uh, Strasburg, you're gonna have unleash unleash the hounds with him. Um, that team's gonna be great. That team's gonna be. So then you also got uh, got the, the Dodgers. How they started off with uh, Clayton Kershaw, home run too. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant pitcher performance in his first career home run. It was a good shot. So I mean. The Yankees look like crap, which, of course, has to be a little worried. That's the, that's the most lopsided division this year, because usually it's the Yankees, Red Sox. But now you have, like, the Blue Jays. With Blue Jays, I think, are going to win. The Miami Exodus. The Rays are going to be solid, because they always have excellent pitching, and that team's always in there. Baltimore, I think, could be solid. I think Boston will be improved. I think the Yankees will still, you know, I don't... I think that it's just a rough start thus far, but I think we'll eventually get it together a little bit. But uh, AL East, I think, could be a little wide open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it should be a good baseball season. I'm excited. As you should be, too. I am. I mean, I'm, after watching the Rangers performance against you the, gotta interest. Interest. The, uh, the, the Astros, I was like, yeah, this can't get any worse. So It's one game. The I Astros think they're still going to win 55 games. I, but I like it that, I like it that the uh, Rangers pretty much kept most of the lineup minus Josh Hamilton. And Matt Foley. Yeah. And Michael Young. Oh, jeez. <laughs> But hey, we got uh, you, Darvish, showing his pitch a perfect game. That was awesome. You got Carl Everett did. AJ Brzezinski's on the Rangers now. <laughs> I can see the Rangers making the playoffs again. I did not say that on Sports Now. I was not high on the Rangers hit pre because I thought the Angels were just going to run wild. But usually teams that spend a lot of money yep. usually don't do well. But uh, I'll leave my chances with uh, the Tejas <laughs> Rangers. I don't have Atlanta, Atlanta do well. 
I'm Michael Gardner saying so long. We'll see you maybe next week. <laughs> if not, if not, we'll see you next Friday when your boy Michael turns 21. So, entered into manhood. But, uh, once again, well, uh, let's check out the podcast on iTunes. We'll be back to headquarters. <laughs>